Happy fourth and final week of Advent. This is New Creation Common Prayer. Today we are called to worship with Psalm 34. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise will always be in my mouth. I praise the Lord. Let the suffering listen and rejoice. Magnify the Lord with me. Together let us lift his name up high. I sought the Lord and he answered me. He delivered me from all my fears. Those who look to God will shine. Their faces are never ashamed. This suffering person cried out. The Lord listened and saved him from every trouble. On every side, the Lord's messenger protects those who honor God, and he delivers them. Taste and see how good the Lord is. The one who takes refuge in him is truly happy. You, who are the Lord's holy ones, honor him. Because those who honor him don't lack a thing. Even strong young lions go without and get hungry. But those who seek the Lord lack no good thing. Come, children, listen to me. Let me teach you how to honor the Lord. Do you love life? Do you relish the chance to enjoy good things? Then you must keep your tongue from evil and keep your lips from speaking lies. Turn away from evil. Do good. Seek peace. And go after it. The Lord's eyes watch the righteous. His ears listen to their cries for help. But the Lord's face is set against those who do evil to eliminate even the memory of them from the earth. When the righteous cry out, the Lord listens. He delivers them from all their troubles. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted. He saves those whose spirits are crushed. The righteous have many problems, but the Lord delivers them from every one. He protects all their bones. Not even one will be broken. But just one problem will kill the wicked, and those who hate the righteous will be held responsible. The Lord saves his servants' lives. All those who take refuge in him won't be held responsible for anything. Today's Old Testament reading comes from the book of Ruth, chapter 3, verse 1 through chapter 4, verse 17. Naomi, her mother-in-law, said to her, My daughter, shouldn't I seek security for you so that things might go well for you? Now isn't Boaz, whose young women you were with, our relative? Tonight he will be winnowing barley at the threshing floor. You should bathe, put on some perfume, wear nice clothes, and then go down to the threshing floor. Don't make yourself known to the man until he has finished eating and drinking. When he lies down, notice the place where he is lying, then go, uncover his feet and lie down, and he will tell you what to do. Ruth replied to her, I'll do everything you are telling me. So she went down to the threshing floor and did everything just as her mother-in-law had ordered. Boaz ate and drank, and he was in a good mood. He went over to lie down in the edge of the grain pile. Then she quietly approached, uncovered his legs, and lay down. During the middle of the night, the man shuddered and turned over, and there was a woman lying at his feet. Who are you? he asked. She replied, I'm Ruth, your servant. Spread out your robe over your servant, because you are a redeemer. He said, May you be blessed by the Lord, my daughter. You have acted even more faithfully than you did at first. You haven't gone after rich or poor young men. And now, my daughter, don't be afraid. I'll do for you everything you are asking. Indeed, my people, all who are at the gate, know that you are a woman of worth. Now, although it's certainly true that I'm a redeemer, there's a redeemer who is closer relative than I am. Stay the night. And in the morning, if he'll redeem you, good, let him redeem. But if he doesn't want to redeem you, then, as the Lord lives, I myself will redeem you. Lie down until the morning. 
So she lay at his feet until morning. Then she got up before one person could recognize another, for he had said, No one should know that the woman came to the the threshing floor. He said, Bring the cloak that you have on and hold it out. She held it out, and he measured out six inches of barley and placed it upon her. Then she went into town. She came to her mother-in-law, who said, How are you, my daughter? So Ruth told her everything that the man had done for her. She said, He gave me these six measures of barley, for he said to me, Don't go away empty-handed to your mother-in-law. Sit tight, my daughter, Naomi replied, until you know how it turns out. The man won't rest until he resolves the matter today. Meanwhile, Boaz went up to the gate and sat down there. Just then the Redeemer, about whom Boaz had spoken, was passing by. He said, Sir, come down here and sit down. So he turned aside and sat down. Then he took ten men from the town's elders and said, Sit down here, and they sat down. Boaz said to the Redeemer, Naomi, who has returned from the field of Moab, is selling the portion of the field that belonged to our brother Elimelech. I thought that I should let you know and say, Buy it in the presence of those sitting here and in the presence of the elders of my people. If you will redeem it, redeem it. But if you won't redeem it, tell me so that I may know. There isn't anyone to redeem it except you, and I'm next in line after you. He replied, I will redeem it. Then Boaz said, On the day when you buy the field from Naomi, you also buy Ruth the Moabite, the wife of the dead man, in order to preserve the dead man's name for his inheritance. But the Redeemer replied, Then I can't redeem it for myself. Without risking damage to my own inheritance, redeem it for yourself. You can have my right of redemption, because I'm unable to act as Redeemer. In Israel, in former times, this was the practice regarding redemption and exchange to confirm any such matter. A man would take off his sandal and give it to the other person. This was the process of making a transaction binding in Israel. Then the Redeemer said to Boaz, Buy it for yourself. And he took off his sandal. Boaz announced to the elders and all the people, Today you are witnesses that I've bought from the land of Naomi all that belonged to Elimelech and all that belonged to Kilion and Malon, and also Ruth the Moabite, the wife of Malon. I've bought to be my wife, to preserve the dead man's name for his inheritance, so that the name of the dead man might not be cut off from his brothers or from the gate of his hometown. Today you are witnesses. Then all the people who were at the gate and the elders said, We are witnesses. May the Lord grant that the woman who is coming into your household be like Rachel and like Leah both of whom built up the house of Israel. May you be fertile in Ephrathah, and may you preserve a name in Bethlehem, and may your household be like the household of Perez, whom Tamor bore to Judah, through the children that the Lord will give you from this young woman. So Boaz took Ruth, and she became his wife. She was He was intimate with her, and the Lord let her become pregnant, and she gave birth to a son. The women said to Naomi, May the Lord be blessed, who today hasn't left you without a redeemer. May his name be proclaimed in Israel. He will restore your life and sustain you in your old age. Your daughter-in-law who loves you has given birth to him. She's better for you than seven sons. Naomi took the child and held him to her breast, and she became his guardian. The neighborhood women gave him a name, saying, A son has been born to Naomi. They called him Obed. He became Jesse's father and David's grandfather. Today's New Testament reading comes from the book of Revelation, chapter 20, verse 11 through 21, verse 8. Then I saw a great white throne, and the one who was seated on it, before his face, both earth and heaven fled away, and no place was found for them. I saw the dead, 
the great and the small standing before the throne, and scrolls were opened. Another scroll was opened too. This is the scroll of life. And the dead were judged on the basis of what was written in the scrolls about what they had done. The sea gave up the dead that were in it, and death and the grave gave up the dead that were in them, and people were judged by what they had done. Then death and the grave were thrown into the fiery lake. This, the fiery lake, is the second death. Then anyone whose name wasn't found in the scroll of life was thrown into the fiery lake. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the former heaven and the former earth had passed away and the sea was no more. I saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, made ready as a bride, beautifully dressed for her husband. I heard a loud voice from the throne say, Look, God's dwelling is here with humankind. He will dwell with them and they will be his peoples. God himself will be with them as their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes. Death will be no more. They, there will be no mourning, crying, or pain anymore, for the former things have passed away. Then the one seated on the throne said, Look, I'm making all things new. He also said, Write this down, for these words are trustworthy and true. Then he said to me, All is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega the beginning and the end. To the thirsty I will freely give water from the life-giving spring. Those who emerge victorious will inherit these things. I will be their God and they will be my sons and daughters. But for the cowardly, the faithless, the vile, the murderers, those who commit sexual immorality, those who use drugs and cast spells, the idolaters and all liars, their share will be in the lake that burns with fire and sulfur. This is the second death. Today's Gospel reading comes from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 1, verses 5 through 25. During the rule of King Herod of Judea, there was a priest named Zechariah who belonged to the priestly division of Abijah. His wife Elizabeth was a descendant of Aaron. They were both righteous before God, blameless in their observance of all the Lord's commandments and regulations. They had no children because Elizabeth was unable to become pregnant and they were both very old. One day, Zechariah was serving as a priest before God because his priestly division was on duty. Following the customs of priestly service, he was chosen by lottery to go into the Lord's sanctuary and burn incense. All the people who gathered to worship were praying outside during this hour of incense offering. An angel from the Lord appeared to him, standing to the right of the altar of incense. When Zechariah saw the angel, he was startled and overcame with fear. The angel said, Don't be afraid, Zechariah. Your prayers have been heard. Your wife, Elizabeth, will give birth to your son, and you must name him John. He will be a joy and delight to you, and many people will rejoice at his birth, for he will be great in the Lord's eyes. He must not drink wine and liquor. He will be filled with the Holy Spirit even before his birth. He will bring many Israelites back to the Lord their God. He will go forth before the Lord, equipped with the spirit and power of Elijah. He will turn the hearts of fathers back to their children, and he will turn the disobedient to righteous patterns of thinking. He will make ready a people prepared for the Lord. Zechariah said to the angel, How can I be sure of this? My wife and I are very old. The angel replied, I am Gabriel. I stand in God's presence. I was sent to speak to you, to bring this good news to you. Know this. What I have spoken will come true to the proper, at the proper time. But because you didn't believe, you will remain silent unable to speak until the day when these things happen. 
Meanwhile, the people were waiting for Zechariah, and they wondered why he was in the sanctuary for such a long time. When he came out, he was unable to speak to them. They realized he had seen a vision in the temple, for he gestured to them and couldn't speak. When he completed the days of his priestly service, he returned home. Afterward, his wife, Elizabeth, became pregnant. She kept to herself for five months, saying, This is the Lord's doing. He has shown his favor to me by removing my disgrace among other people. Confidence, you never fail. 
The Apostles' Creed is a statement of Christian faith that has been handed down in Western Christianity for well over 1,500 years. While shorter than the Nicene Creed, it beautifully summarizes the core tenets of Christianity about the triune God and the people of God called the Church. It faithfully hands down through the ages the beliefs given to the Church by the first Apostles of Jesus Christ, generation to generation. Now, let's recite that faith handed down so beautifully together. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. And now let us enter into a time of prayer for ourselves, our community, and the whole world. I invite you, wherever you're joining with us, to lift up your prayers, either out loud or silently, wherever you are today. Let's pray. Lord, we pray for your church, both our local congregation and the church worldwide. Help us to be unified in our mission today and to be great co-partners with your spirit wherever we find ourselves. Lord, we pray for those who are suffering today, whether sick, injured, or oppressed. Be with them, supply their needs, and bring justice today, we pray. Lord, we pray for those who may consider us enemies, whom we have injured or offended. Grant them your peace and enable us to be peacemakers. Lord, we thank you for your many blessings, including these.
And now let us pray the prayer our Lord Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. As we depart this time together, go with the opening words of Psalm 116. I love the Lord because he hears my request for mercy. I'll call out to him as long as I live, because he listens closely to me. Go today in the grace and peace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We'll see you tomorrow. New Creation Common Prayer is a ministry of New Creation Community Online, New Creation Community Middleton, and Nampa College Church. You can find out more about our ministries by visiting nampacollegechurch.com. Today's song was Do It Again, performed by Noah and Carrie Daniels, and recorded and mixed by Drew McKellips. All scripture readings were out of the Common English Bible. Today's psalm reading was read by Caleb Daniels. Today's Old Testament reading was by Caleb Daniels. Today's epistle reading was by Caleb Daniels. And today's gospel reading was by Caleb Daniels. Background music for New Creation Common Prayer was created awesomely by Keller Gage. Today's devotion was produced and edited by Caleb Daniels.